Welcome to the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire, and I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What up, dude? What's up, my guy? Man, we got a lady on the show. Yeah, guys, today, today we are honored to uh, be joined by Miss Tabitha Jones. Tabitha, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, guys. This is awesome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you for sure. As so, Tabitha um, is is a fellow Astro fam. Uh, for those of you who aren't in in the, the community, um, it, we're definitely going to talk about it in this episode. But um, you know, every now and again, we get some people from uh, the the fam and interview them. And outside of that, you know, it's just people that are killing it in uh, in the wholesale world. And so, Tabitha is definitely killing it. But not only is she killing it, Tabitha has a full-time job. She uh, is a mom, a super busy mom. She's just telling us uh, before we hit the record <laughs> button that we may hear her her little ones running around upstairs. So, um, but Tabitha, you know, with doing all that, she's doing all that and building an amazing business and has had some incredible success uh, right now. Um, and so I just, I can't wait to dive in and, and learn more about your story and, and how you're able to juggle all this stuff you got going. So how's your day going? It's, it's, it's good. Wednesdays are always my busy day. So Thursdays is like a relaxed one because my daughter has cheerleading and stuff on Wednesdays and then preschool and all this good stuff. So Wednesdays or Thursdays is like chill. So I like Awesome. <laughs> Glad we caught you on a good day then. Well, let's jump right in. And, you know, I, we love to, we love to start by, by going into the origin story and, you know, not just, you know, what was life like before real estate, but, you know, I feel uh, like, I feel very strongly that people's upbringing, you know, creates the person who they are today. And so, you know, I, I like for people to hear people's past because, it, it plays a major role, you know, in, in people's current successes, you know, whether it was a troubled past or, or not. And so just for relatability's sake, like give us, give us your origin story. You know, what was, what was family life like? Where are you from? All, all that beginning stuff. Go, go ahead. Beginning. Sure. Okay. So um, born and raised in Northeast Pennsylvania, um, haven't been lived anywhere else my entire life and um, grew up normal, you know, I have an older brother, mom and dad. Um, I wouldn't say we were poor, but we, you know, lower middle class growing up. Um, and I, I had always watched like my parents with with their work ethics and how they were. And my dad was always, you know, showed up for work. And he used to always tell us this line. You need to go to school because if you don't go to school and get a good job, then you're, you're going to be a janitor and you're going to clean toilets for the rest of your life. Mm, so literally drilled into my head from a small child. Like that's what he used to tell us. Um, and my mom had like odd jobs growing up, but then eventually she found her way into the corporate world. So that's what she, that's what she did. Um, she went corporate and then my dad was, you know, he worked at a, um, a, a cement company plant. So mm. very, just like, you know, middle-class family, um, nothing really special. Um, you know, went to school, did normal stuff. Um, and then the life changing moment for me, what I always say is changed me, shaped me to who I am today is, um, just graduated high school and two, I think it was about, it was two weeks before I was about to start college. Didn't know what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And my dad passes away on it completely unexpectedly. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, just was, he was only 41 years old, very young. And he actually died of a massive heart attack. Um, so that kind of, of course, my whole life has changed. I went from two parents to one parent to, you know, at, at this crazy stage of your life where you don't really know what you're supposed to do. Like you right. went to school for all those years. That's what you did. You woke up, you went to school, you hung out with your friends. Now you're at this like turning point in your life where you have to make decisions about your life and what you want to do in the future. But my life just turned into complete shambles. Um, so it was actually funny though, because in that note, although I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself at that time, instead of taking that path of like going down <clears throat> into like drugs or alcohol or those things, I actually threw myself more into school. And I, I took my mind off of things by being in school and, and doing well and, you know, making sure that I was getting good grades and those types of things. Um, and that just, I never, I didn't know it at the time, but I think that's what like saved me from not like going down the bad path. Now don't get me wrong. 
I had my troubled teens and I had, I was not no angel. If you ask my mom, she would tell you Tabitha is no angel by any means. Um, but yeah, so then it was, um, well, okay, now I have to make a decision on what I'm going to do with my life. And I actually, I chose, I chose nursing. I was like, you know, if I could help one person, <clears throat> excuse me, one single family member, you know, if I could save one single life, like that's all I wanted to do. Right. So um, then, yeah. So then I went to school and um, became a nurse. Took me a while. It's only supposed to take you. Well, if you get your bachelor's four years, it took me like seven. But um, eventually graduated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eventually graduated and yeah, and became a nurse. And that's what I that's what I did. That's how I started my life as an adult. Um, I was 24 when I graduated. So, um, yeah, that's where it started. Wow. OK. What a, what a, so do you have siblings? I do. I want an older brother. Older brother. Okay. How much older? Three years. Okay. So it's so a fair, fairly close in age. Um, mm -hmm. what, just out of curiosity, what, what's his uh, profession? What does he do? Um, so it's funny. He actually went to school for like a sports management type thing. One of those like oddball uh, majors and um, couldn't really do much with it. And he is actually himself now an entrepreneur. He is started out with a small food truck and now he's expanding, has his own business inside a restaurant and he's wow. growing his business now. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. So you, you, you go through uh, um, your RN, you know, program, it, it takes you a little bit longer than, than normal. <laughs> yeah. um, and so now you, you're a licensed RN and you're doing your thing. Where did real estate come into the, the story? Yeah, so it's funny because my mom had always kind of had like this love for real estate. And I remember like growing up, we would always watch HGTV and the house flipping shows. And it was always kind of like something I was interested in. And I mean, literally, that's what was on my TV. Like there, it could just be playing in the background, but HGTV was on and I would watch. Right. And um yeah, so that's what sparked the interest. And then eventually my mom actually became a real estate agent. Um, and it didn't really click to me because I was all focused. I was a nurse. I didn't really realize how much I loved it until it got to the point of, of where nursing was starting to wear me down. And um, but, it, you know, I always think of this because it's funny when I was it was I got pregnant with my daughter. I was living in an apartment and we were searching for houses. And I didn't know what like house hacking was, or I didn't know any of that terminology, but like in the back of my brain, I was like, I want to find a house that I can like live in, run out the other side or something like that. Right. But I didn't end up going down that road because I was pregnant. So then it was like, well, no, let me have my own like privacy, private home. But it's funny when I think back on it, I was like, it was already instilled in my brain, like in the background that I didn't even realize it. I was like, thinking, oh, I should go buy a house to house hack. And I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's funny along this journey, all these things that we think were original ideas, you know, and come to find out there's a, there's a word for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I invented the whole buyer first approach. When I first heard about wholesaling um, and, and I heard the process and I learned that, you know, you, you lock this house up and then you go find a buyer. And my question was, what if you don't find a buyer? And they're like, well, that's the beauty of it. We can just cancel out of this. And I was like, well, that mm -hmm. doesn't sound cool. Like, what if you just go find the buyer first? And then I'm like, all right, I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm going to go do this thing totally different. And then I learned about Astro. And I was like, oh, well, there's a whole company that does it this way. <laughs> That was uh, like Jamil when he thought he invented wholesaling. Too. Yeah, yeah. Skip jacking or whatever they call it in Canada. <laughs> yeah, some weird term. So, uh, okay. So, so you know, you're, you're with your mom. You're watching HDTV. HDTV. Yeah. What was it? What was life like in your career that made you even, I mean, because you're busy. You know, you're a mom. You're an RN. What made you think, hey, let me add some more onto my plate? Yeah. Um, my daughter, honestly, um, having her, it was like, there's gotta be something more because I was working full time and we couldn't swing like a schedule where like I work days, my husband worked nights, like it just didn't work. So we had no choice, but to put her in childcare. And, um, the whole time she was there, she was in great hands. She was with a, a family friend. And so I was never like worried about anything like that, but it was just like, I don't want somebody else raising my child. Like, you know, I, it just wasn't, 
it didn't sit right with me. So then I started, you know, since my mom was an agent, I was thinking about different things. And I want to say I probably found bigger pockets at first, like, you know, just researching different real estate aspects. And um, I went down, you know, the, that bigger pockets rabbit hole. And then all the information just started flooding in. And it was like too much, of course. But <laughs> I was, um, this was in like early 2020. And my daughter was, she was born in 17. So she was like just about three. And I was like, I need to like find something. So um, I, I went down that rabbit and I was like determined that by the end of 2020, I was going to buy my very first rental. <laughs> well, I did buy my very first rental, but I also got pregnant in 2020. So <laughs> oh, wow. it was, yeah. So I got pregnant again with now my second daughter. And, um, but I was still determined. So I, I, my daughter's due date was January, I think 19th or 20th. And I bought my rental in December. So oh, wow. here I am nine months pregnant, like just about nine months pregnant, renovating a house, <laughs> like pretty much just me, you know, I had help of my family and stuff too. But um, then it was like, I took all the money that I had to buy that first rental. So after that, you know, I had my daughter, everything was all good. I was on maternity leave. But then I was like, well, shit, I have no more money. <laughs> How am I going <laughs> to buy more rentals? So, yeah. So then it was like, okay, well, how can I do this without money? Like I, so then I mm. actually found creative finance and um, I came across, of course, you know, there's a bunch of people, but who sticks out the most? Pace Morby. Pace. Uh, yep. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, you know, this is really cool. I would love to like learn all of this, but Again, so much information in just that one niche, so much information. Um, and then, of course, following pace is then how I came across Jamil. And again, I didn't really, I, I knew what wholesaling was, but I didn't know what wholesaling was. Sure. And um, <clears throat> there, then I had started, actually, the, I, I, I just skipped a part. When I was watching pace and doing all of that, I, I had, I think, joined he had like a mini wholesale course. That's how it originally got introduced to me. Mm. And so I joined that, I forget what it was called. And it was all that direct to seller approach. Right. So it was like November of 21, I started this, like um, basically I went in, I hired a VA, I pulled lists, I skipped trace, I did the whole nine. And I, you know, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. We're going to make so much money. And yeah, so I did that for about, I think it was four or five months. And I got one deal, <laughs> one oh, wow. baby deal. And when I sold it, I made $1,000. But I had spent like a mass amount of money to get that $1,000. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, I was like, I, you know, I can't keep this up. And on top of that, I, I then had, you know, I went back to work full time after having my daughter. And then I lost childcare completely. So then it was, you know, an oh shit moment. Like, Right. I'm at this point of my life where now I have two kids. I don't want to go like, I don't want to put them in daycare. Like that was my one big thing. Like daycare, A, it didn't make sense just for like, again, someone raising my kids, but B, the financial part of daycare is just absolutely ridiculous. It would have been more than my mortgage payment to have both my kids in daycare full time. So, you know, again, that oh shit moment happened and, um, you know, my husband and I talked and we decided, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna cut back your hours. So I went from full-time to, it was basically part-time, but it was a little more than part-time because I would pick up as much as I could. Right. Um, and then that's when I then found Jamil and I was like, there's just something about this dude. Like he just, he sits right with me. Right. So digging, doing research, the whole nine. And then I finally made the call to Astro and I, I was hooked and I said, all right, let's do it. Let's try it. I put all my money, you know, into it, even though I knew I was like, it's going to be tight. But, and it was, it was funny because at that time I was afraid that everybody was going to judge me. They were going to be like, Tabitha, you just cut back your hours. Why are you spending this money? So I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody how much I spent. I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. I just did it. And then of course, once I started making money, then I spilled the beans, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't right, <laughs> So I don't want to be judged. <laughs> you don't want to be judged by family or by work uh, coworkers. By family. Yeah. By family. I was, you know, because 
I just cut back my hours and we were like, well, how are we going to, how are we going to juggle this financially? And, you know, I used the credit card, of course, but it was just one of those that it was like, I didn't want them to be like, Tabitha, don't be stupid. Don't go buy a guru's course. And I didn't want any of that negativity. Sure. I just wanted to do it and focus on it and, you know, obviously prove them all wrong. Not, not even saying they would have said that. That was my own my own thought process. So they may have never even said that, but it was just like, I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want any pushback and I didn't want anybody to change my mind. I love it. Yeah. I I think that, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of announcing these sorts of things to their family, you know, hoping that they would get the support. And, you know, when they do get any kind of criticisms or negative feedback that sticks in your brain, you know, and and there's a saying, you know, in sales, 1% doubt you're out. And I think, you know, successful wholesalers, they don't listen to the noise, you know, and, and you, you were smart in that you knew that you're susceptible to the noise. You're, so instead of even you know putting yourself in a position, you're like, I'm just not going to tell them. You know, why some people mm-hmm. may think that's sneaky. You know, you were doing that to protect the interest of your family because you knew that, hey, I want to mm-hmm. win at this. So the only way for me to do this is if I don't tell people, I just go mm-hmm. do it. So that, yep. that's cool. Yeah, that was exactly it. I just didn't want any of that. I didn't want anybody to get in my head. I didn't want any type of negativity. I just went full force. So you get you're you're getting started in Astro. You had a little bit of success. You've got it. You've got one rental. You know, you got a buy hold out there. You, you're you're at one door. Um, you've made a thousand dollars so far in your real estate <laughs> career outside of your you know your your uh, your cash flow. Um, what was what was the Astro intro like? Like, did you did you join Astro just based on the fact that you you got a good vibe from Jamil and you saw that there was no marketing or like what was that all about? Yeah, I mean, it was just the the vibe from Jamil that I I his heart just resonated with mine and um, I just felt like he was always honest. Like, you know, there's so many people out there that are getting a name for themselves and. You just right. never really know what noise is true, what's it, what it's not. Something just felt honest. And then, yeah, like because I had spent all that money in marketing my first go around, I was like, no marketing money? Sold. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I mean, those were really the two things that hooked me into it. Once you got started, about about how long until you knocked out your first deal? Yeah, so I joined um, Astro April of 2022, and I did my first deal in June. So what is that? April, oh, May, wow, two, months. two months. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, because I, I, I came onto the scene in May, I think it was. And at that time, um, let's see. Yeah, because I remember just seeing you on the calls all the time and, and uh, hearing hearing your successes. And I was like, wow. like, And she's a nurse. I remember, you know... It, whenever it's kind of a fun, fun story, like in the Astro world, but, but Tabitha will, will join and she'll be like in a closet or something. She'll, <laughs> she'll be on the calls, but she'll, you know, be running down the hospital corridor or, or something. Um, but, but she, she always shows up. And so, um, but you've had incredible success. So talk to us about your first deal. How, how did that go? Yeah. So I actually, um, my, I just felt like agent outreach or doing MLS deals resonated with me. Um, so that's where I started. And I, I, the first one happened, I had put an offer in on, um, a property with this specific agent and I got outbid and this was mind you, like pretty much height of the market when I got started. So I got outbid who knows by how much, I don't even remember, but I built really good rapport with her and the listing agent. And she said, you know, I have this off market coming. Um, so when I get more information, I'll call you back. So of course me, I'm like, I heard off market and I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so I like followed up with her relentlessly um, until finally she sent me the information. And now mind you, I, I live here in Pennsylvania, but my market is in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, I had no buyers nothing. I was just going full force into acquisitions. And I was like, I'm going to make this work. On the flip side of that, I knew there was Keegley in Vegas. So I knew that my dispo arm would be covered. I didn't have to worry about it. So what was really great and what is really great about Keegley is you can call them and give them the addresses and they give you buy numbers. So basically I went to them, I said, Hey, I have this off market, you know, what do you guys think? And they were like, lock it up. (laughs) so I told her I was like all right uh, we're good to go Um, I signed the contract and 
the uh, funny part about this was that this it, the listing agent for the first the one I put the offer in on originally, it wasn't hers. It was somebody on her team that brought the off-market property. So mm. this agent, the actual listing agent of this property was, she didn't want any assignabilities, very particular about all of the terms. And, you know, the inner little me is freaking out because I'm like doing everything I can to get this deal done. And I'm like, going back and forth with Keegley. I'm like, they won't let, let us assign it. What are we going to do? They're like, don't worry. We'll just double close. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> Sounds fun. good. Yeah. And then they, they wanted, um, I think it was $5,000 earnest money in two days. And I was like, okay, not sure how I'm going to do this. So um, again, one of those things that I did not tell my family about or my husband is I went to our savings account and I took out that $5,000 no. and <laughs> submitted that earnest money. So yeah, it was very nerve wracking, but again, full force went all in and um, there you have it. And we ended up, um, you know, after some back and forth, we ended up double closing on it. And between, oh my God, what was that first assignment? I want to say it was like a $25,000 assignment fee. The first oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Keegley so, came in touch with you telling her to lock that up, didn't they? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, they did for sure. So I locked it up and yeah, we sold it. So of course that proof of concept, it was over. I was like, so how do you, how do you, for maybe anyone else that um, is a bit newer. How did you fund? Maybe I missed it. I'm, I apologize. How did you fund the EMD within the 48 hours? Or did you negotiate a longer EMD period or what? No, I, I didn't negotiate anything. I went and pulled the 5,000 from my savings account. And oh, that's right. You just said it. that. You mm -hmm. didn't tell your husband. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> that's, right. that's right. He was like, Does he know uh, now? Or is this still like, does he, I, mean, does he, I'm I don't know. I don't think I ever told period, him. Oh, okay. I mean, he don't care now because he's like, oh, Tabitha's making money. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tabitha's the breadwinner now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So he don't get, he, I don't know if I actually ever told him that I did it. I don't know. Well, I'd have to ask. <laughs> he's like looking at the account like, what the hell? Where'd the 5,000 go? How's <laughs> yeah, that getting deposited <laughs> to a title company in Las Vegas? What is what? Yeah. <laughs> And it was funny because my my bank it's a, it's a small little um, community credit union, so I had to like go in person. You couldn't do it online, and they were like, "Oh, what are you? You know, are you buying a house in Las Vegas?" I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, is it a vacation house? Are you moving there?" And I said, "No, I'm an investor, and I'm I'm just looking to buy it and sell it really quickly." She was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I had no idea what I was talking about. So what it, sorry, I, I was having some, some camera difficulties and, and I may have missed, but what did you net on that first deal? Um, I believe the first one was 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a great first deal. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty good one. Me and Keegley split that, but still, sure. you know. So how long did it take you from the moment you got it under contract? How long did it take you and Keegley to, to dispo that? For those that, that don't know what dispo means, if you're new, it's assigning to a buyer, by the way, go ahead. Sorry. They assigned it the same exact day. Oh, wow. So they were ready, ready. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they were ready. They ready. assigned it literally. I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I signed this contract. They assigned it the same day. It was, it was well, that's the last thing as a uh, new wholesaler you want to hear. Like in your case was when that listing agent or whatever was like, yeah, non-assignable. I would have been panicking at that moment if I was oh, yeah. brand new. But again, that's it's important to use the Keegley because if I'm a now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if Keegley wasn't there, would you have still locked that up if they said it wasn't assignable or? No, no, I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have had, you know, again, brand new to a market, had no buyers, had no information. I did. I've heard what double like I heard the term double close before, but I had no idea what it meant, what it entailed. I would have never locked it up if, if I didn't have them. So kudos 100 percent. For sure. Round, round of applause to Keegley for making you 25 yeah. There you go. So 25K in your first deal. What's been your biggest month so far, financial-wise? You don't have to tell us the month, but what's been your biggest month number-wise? The biggest month, um, I think total was 30, I think it was 32, 32,000 for, for the month in one month. 32,000 is not a bad month. Hell yeah. no, I'll take that all day. Yeah. <laughs> 32,000 a month. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, what? That's, 
That's doctor pay right there. That's a little under four hundred thousand a year. That's incredible. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Compared to what I would make as a nurse, are you kidding? Oh my god! <laughs> that all day long. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's dive into a, a little bit of a, a little bit of mindset stuff. We'll, we'll kind of get started. I want to ask you: What is a unique skill set um, that you have, and how does that help you in your business? I don't know if you would call it unique, but I am just like a no excuses type of person. I may, I don't let anything, when I have my mindset to something, nothing, nobody will stop me. And that's, that's just my drive. That's like just the way my brain works is that when I want, want it, I will go after it and I will do any and everything that I can to make it work. If you were to ask your family and friends, if I were to ask them that same question, do you think they'd say the same thing? Like, is that, is that very obvious about you to people that know you? I think so. Yeah, I do. Where do you think I that think came so. from? Oh, that's a really good question. I've never thought about that. Um, you know, I probably have to give it to my mom because with us growing up, so um, she just did so much. Like, I don't know how she did it, but I mean, I guess I kind of do, but in a different way, like she was working a full-time job, raising us kids. She was a cheerleading coach because she coached my cheerleading team. And then she also had my brother who was in every other sport of baseball, basketball, football, the whole night. And like, and she, I don't know if I said it, but she was going to school full-time or part-time or full-time as well. Like she oh, wow. just still to this day, I'm like, I don't know how you would do it. And I think watching her like juggle all of those things to better herself. Um, that's probably where it came from. I would have to give it to her. I see. What, what, what do you think so far in, in your career? You've been, you've been at it pretty hard for about a year now. Um, what's been, and I hate to go negative, but, but people learn the most from, from these situations than the fun ones, but what's been your most interesting failure so far in, in, in real estate? Hmm. Interesting failure. That's a good question. I don't know if I would call it a failure, but yet a slowdown because I'm at the point now where I'm starting to grow a team. And um, there's been a few months where I haven't gotten a paycheck because I've been so focused on, on taking this business to an, the next level. But I guess what I would say is if you are in doing that is to don't step off the gas yourself because that's what I did because I so focused on now training and focusing in on my team that I pulled off the gas probably too much and I stopped doing offers. I was still doing like some agent outreach, but like I wasn't doing as much as I probably should have so that I kept the checks coming in. I so see. that would be my advice is if you're, you're ready to go to that next step, don't pull off the gas. Keep doing what's making you money, but figure out how to train and do your other things as well. Combine it. There's a, there, there's a lot of things that come up, you know, in, in our careers, you know, a lot of challenging moments and times and scenarios, you know, like, like you're in. So whenever there's been something that has kind of disappointed you, you know, a seller, uh, bad, you know, bad seller interaction, bad buyer interaction, how have you, how do you deal with disappointment in, in business? Um, I don't really stress too much. Like once it's there and it happens, I basically make a decision on whatever it is that I'm going to deal with it. And then I move on. I don't, I don't sulk over it. I don't ask for 10 million different opinions. I just make that decision on whatever it is. And whether it's like I lost a deal or I, you know, lost earnest money or whatever the case could be. It's just like, okay, it is what it is. I've made this decision and I'm moving forward. I see. Is, is there, I, I like to ask this question because it, it, I, I feel like I get really interesting answers sometimes, but is there a, a, a criticism or an insult um, that you've heard about yourself that you actually see as one of your greatest strengths? Ooh. Um, insult or a criticism. Has someone said, guess, man, you're fiery redhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that is one of my greatest things. <laughs> maybe that, maybe like I'm, I'm too straightforward. I think maybe that might be probably one. Like I, I don't hold back 
for the most part. Um, I'm always like, especially in professional interactions, I'm always professional. But like, if there's something that needs to be said, I'll say it. Um, if there is a situation that needs to be handled that may make some other people uncomfortable, I'll handle it. So um, probably sometimes might come off a little too strong that I would say to some people, but to me, I think it's a strength and that's what pushes me forward. Do you, would you say that it's an honest assessment to say that you don't care what people think about you or do you care? You just don't let it affect you. Yes. That's the second. Yes. I care somewhere in the back of my brain. I do care what other people think, but I just, again, when I have a goal or a mission or something that I want to achieve, I'm just not going to let it affect me. I, I don't want that little, like I little call it the little asshole in the back of my head. That's right. like my negative vibe or what other people think. I just don't let it, I always shift it to positive. I see. What, uh, hmm. what, what's one of the last things you did that was out of your comfort zone? Out of my comfort zone. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess like starting an actual business is completely out of my comfort zone because it was just me. And then it's like, now I have a partner, which I didn't have before. So it's like, there's now two people involved in this and now we have a team. So it's all growing pains at this point. It's, you know, um, my partner and I vibe so well together. He's, he's amazing. Um, But yeah, like the growing pains. partner. Yeah, his name is Ron. Ron Woods. Shout out. He's Shout out Ron. <laughs> well, so, how many do you have on your team? Um, so there's been growing pains with that, and we have lost some and gained some. Right now, I'm at three, three acquisitionists. And are those VAs or are those, you know, in no, the states? They're, like yeah, local? they're in the states. Um, yep, they're all over the – one's actually in Vegas – excuse me, the other one's in Pennsylvania and the other one is in LA. So they're all over the place. Hmm. And how do you, how do you guys collaborate? I mean, um, working with the team, cause I know we're kind of, we're going through growing pains in the sense as well as we have a team. And so it's, you know, balancing between managing and, and keeping the foot on the gas. So it's, you know, you're always getting dragged back and forth. How do you deal with, with training and making sure the business is still going forward? Yeah. So we have, we're very, focused on our KPIs. And after the initial training, you know, of, of going through everything, they all had some background in real estate. One of them is also an Astro student. And then the other two have dabbled in real estate in different ways. So they weren't like fresh, complete newbies. Um, so there was like an initial two weeks of just like hardcore training. And then what we've decided to do is we meet Monday through Friday. It was for two hours um, from it's one to three my time, Eastern time, and two hours every day. Now we're down to an hour and we, you know, we just come in, we collaborate, we talk about the deals we have going on. If you guys have, if they have questions, they ask. Um, and we just, you know, we make it fun. Like we bullshit, we talk about like silly things and just to try to keep that culture going and, uh, you know, be, make it fun. Like this isn't, I don't want anybody to feel like they're working for me. I want them to feel like they're working for a company and they see my vision and they want to grow with this really cool company. So that's kind of how I do it um, for meeting wise. And then of course, like communication, we, we use Slack for communication and throughout all throughout the day, if they have questions or need help with a comp or whatever, they'll, they'll reach out. So what's your company's vision? I was just going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> so company vision. So the five-year vision or three-year vision, it actually is, is we want to, you know, grow into a multi-million dollar, uh, basically wholesale company. And we want to be in at least five markets within the next three years. So wow. solely focused on Vegas for this year. Um, we've got big, big goals. And um, once we pass this year, we're definitely going to be adding markets into into the mix hmm. interesting what um are you a big reader no actually i'm not <laughs> <That's> probably, <laughs> i will listen to anything like i can listen to podcasts I'll, but again it's like a time constraint thing for me sure. so I'm, I'm not a big reader so i don't what have any audiobooks i haven't listened to anything recently but i can the one book i did just recently read which was great for building a business is called traction so I can give that recommendation. 
Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And that's kind of how we laid out our blueprint exactly in how the book tells you to with like your vision, your your tenure, your three year, you know, one year, it breaks it down team building all of those different things. Um, that has been definitely where I'm how I'm focusing my business on growing it is based off of that book. Are you uh, are you the visionary and your partner's the integrator? No, actually, I think it's opposite. I think he's the vision more the visionary and I'm the integrator. Ah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> when I was reading the book, I was like, he's definitely the visionary. But I think I'm kind of both, to be honest. Like I have I have a mix of both. That's that's where I am. I uh, we've got I've got rocket fuel right here. Um, you know, it's funny because I was like, I need to get that book and dig more into this visionary. And yeah, Tanner's way stronger on the visionary side. And and yeah, I'm a little bit stronger on the on the integration. So that that's good. Um what uh, what what are, what's what's one of the greatest lessons that you've learned so far in the world of real estate? Um, don't get attached to any one deal because mm. shit happens. It happens all the time. Um, there, I've had cases where you know I've had a property locked up, um, and people go behind your back and they call that real estate agent and tell them that they're wholesaling, uh, that we're wholesaling it. Um, you know, I've had situations where I ended up getting my earnest money back, but I almost lost my earnest money. Um, deals fall through for so many reasons. Don't get attached to it. Don't get attached to the result. Just keep pushing forward again, big goal, big visions in mind. Go for that. Don't let one thing stop you. Did you always have that attitude or did, you know, the first couple things knock you down and then you realized over time, okay, I just got to keep pushing forward or, or were you always that way? I think I've built up to it, but I kind of always like, again, like I don't, I don't, you know, dread on things for too long. I don't let it bother me for too long. Um, but definitely in the beginning when, you know, you first, you lost a couple deals, like I've canceled contracts, you know, it happens all the time. It's like, oh shit, that really sucks. Like I don't, right. I don't like doing that. It doesn't feel good to do that. Sure. But at the end of the day, I've had to learn, you know, it's, it's part of the business and it happens Listen. not just for, wholesalers. It happens for typical real estate investors who flip or buy rentals all the time. It happens in regular home ownership. Um, it's part of just real estate in general, this canceled contracts. So I've just learned, just don't get attached to it. And, right. you know, on to the next. <laughs> I had this massive fear when I was getting started that, that like, I, I had a goal actually to never, to build a business and never cancel a contract. Like that was my goal. You know, I had this whole buyer first approach. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like, I, like I felt in my core that eventually I was going to have to cancel a contract. I just knew it, but I was so scared of doing that because I just felt like I was going to let someone down, you know, in that, mm -hmm. in that, in that process. And, and, you know, you know, here we are a year later, we've, we've canceled many a contracts and, uh, but we've also done many a deals. And I think that's just a part of the yeah. business, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're definitely going to be disappointed, but it's, it's how you do, you know, how you handle it. You just, you keep moving forward for real. And let me, um, let me ask you this real quick. Um, do, do you find yourself in terms of getting attached to a deal maybe early on, did you find yourself getting attached to the money and the outcome or ruining a potential relationship with an agent what was the hardest to overcome um probably the agent and the seller like i didn't want to disappoint anybody just like each of just said is you know you don't want to you don't want to be that person that goes in and cancels contracts and it wasn't so much the money for me because there's been plenty of times where i was literally willing to give a deal away for and make nothing um, so it's not about the money for me it is honestly about there's obviously sellers out there that need they need to sell their house for whatever reason. And you know, the time, the time being quicker with an investor and the, the condition of the property, all of those things, they need people like us. Right. So I didn't, I, you know, you don't want to get into that contract and then say, Hey, I'm really sorry. I can't perform. Um, so more for them, I think than anybody else. And those it's funny because I don't even know them, you know, going through do, doing our way with agents. I don't know those sellers. I'm not direct to seller, but it's just that, that thought is like something's going on. They need to sell this house. And now I have to cancel a contract. But the one thing that I will say that I do is the minute I know it's not going to work, I cancel. Like I don't wait until 
the very last day of my inspection period. Like I'm at the point now where I get feedback fairly quickly on a deal. So if I'm not getting anything or the numbers are just so far off, I'm not going to take up the whole 10 day inspection. I'll just tell them right away. Like, Hey, you know, we walked this or, you know, I was getting feedback from my, my funding partners. They're not going to lend on this and I'll cancel it as soon as possible. Makes sense. Hmm. Um, What's uh, what's what freedoms has, has, real estate afforded you so far? I know, you know, you, you, you did 25K your first month. Um, you know, you're doing an average of, you know, probably 20 to 30,000 a month. So you're, you're doing really well now. Um, what are some of the freedoms that you're, you're getting out of this? It's fine. I'm honestly, time freedom. Um, I now, I have cut back my hours to the absolute minimum at work. So I only work, my contract is I have to work 24 hours in a month. So that is all I'm doing. And it's, you know, it's funny is because it, it, it's a mindset thing. It's like, obviously I don't need this job anymore, but it's like a safety thing. I don't know. It's just, I have not switched my brain to say I can let go of that yet. Sure. But I've let go as much as I possibly can, which is now literally the absolute minimum that I am required to work. So that's 24 hours a month. That's literally for me as a nurse, two 12 hour shifts. So two days a month. I go in, I do my nursing job and, but otherwise I'm home, I'm with my kids. You know, I don't have to worry about babysitting or, you know, all of those things. Um, And of course, like the money is nice too, but I'm, I'm frugal. So I haven't like gone out and like blown all the money. Um, I really, I'm very frugal. I pay my bills. We're happy. And that, you know, that's it. Do you guys have like a big vacation plan or anything or a big kind of family goal? Hey, we hit this dollar amount. We're going to go to here. Do you guys do any of that yet? No, you know, we haven't talked about that yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now you've triggered me. I guess I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to have to do that now. But... <laughs> That's what we did. I mean, we did that. I have... Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say we, we did that at the end of the year. Um, well, the middle of last year, um, you know, business was starting to ramp up and, you know, I, I promised my kids, Hey, you guys just let me work, you know, understand that, you know, I'm doing this for us. Um, then we'll do something fun. And so we ended up planning a, a big trip at the end of the year where we, uh, we, I, I'm in Alaska. We flew out of Alaska to California, stayed at the great wolf lodge for a week. We did Legoland and, and all that stuff. And that was all paid for by this real estate business. And, and yeah, it's just phenomenal. So I, I love just uh, finding out if anyone else is, is doing anything weird like that. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's funny because my my older daughter, she's five. So she's been asking, hey, mommy, can we go to Disney World? Can we go to Disney World? So that might be one fun one that I do. It just, you know, for me, I want both my kids, especially their first time to remember it. And my little one, she's only two. So I want to wow. make it, I want to bring them when they're at that age where it's like, they're not too old, but they're not too young that they can really enjoy it and remember it because it's, it's totally so makes special. Sense. So that special. totally makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's a new year, you know, we're uh, it's the early early stages of 2023. Um, what, what's what's something you're, um, you know, kind of uh, maybe cautious, maybe concerned about this year? And what's something that you're excited about this year? Well, I can tell you um, in the beginning of the year with the market turn in December and January were very, very slow. It, it wasn't, you know, a lot of in the Vegas market. And I was nervous. I was like, you know, everyone says you can wholesale in any market, but I was like, nobody's <laughs> buying. Like, where is all my buying right. <laughs> So I was nervous. I was like, do I have to switch? Mar-? You know, all these thoughts start running through your head. Um, but now we've, we've been following the market very closely and it's, it's turning around. So it's, you know, obviously not going up, but it's flattening and the buyers are, they're happy with that. But it's like the best market to be in where it's, it's not depreciating and it's not appreciating too fast. So they're happy with that. So they're coming back and um, they're starting, they're ready to buy. So we're like ramped up on acquisitions. It's, it's exciting. And it's really exciting for my team too, because, well, my first acquisition is she just did her first deal. Uh, hey, closed her first deal. So yeah, it's really exciting. And then the other two, they're they're close. We've got some things in the pipeline, so they're 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 going to close deals real soon. So it's really exciting. Um, 
but yeah, so I guess it was kind of a mix of both is, yeah. you know, worried about the market in the beginning and like now getting more excited because we're starting to see things turn around. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, it, as, as we kind of come to a close, I, I wanted to, uh, to give you an opportunity, um, you know, if you could go back in a time and talk to yourself, you know, in your, in your first year uh, or your first month, your first week, what, what would you tell that Tabitha that was just getting started, you know, versus what you know now? Start sooner. <laughs> I should have started so long ago. If I knew what I knew now, oh my God, I would have been, I would have been Andy wrong at 16 doing this, like start sooner because it's so fun. It, like it, none of this feels like work to me, like going to my nursing job, that's work. Like, you know, I, I love, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love helping people, but it's work. It's not easy. And not everybody's nice and not everybody's nice in, in real estate either, but sure. it's, it's a passion. It's fun. So I would have definitely started earlier. Um, and yeah, just don't give up. Never, ever give up because you're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. You're going to make a shit ton of money in one month and no money in another month. And it's fine. Just keep going. That's so good. That, that's Very so good. true. Keep going is your, is your word. Um, how, Tabitha, how do you measure success? Happiness. Mm. Happiness for sure. I, are you happy? Is what you do make you happy? Is your family happy? It, that's, I think that's the true definition of success is happiness. I love it. You, yeah. <clears throat> you've clearly, you know, have such a huge heart. Uh, I think we, you know, we, we vibe uh, and we're, we're on the same frequency or those people who will, will do a deal and not make money just for the sake of, you know, doing the right thing, you know, and, yeah. and I would encourage more people, you know, that are, that are in our space to, to, you know, Look, look at your ethics, you know, look at your, the, the values that you bring to the table and don't compromise them, you know, ever uh, for money, for partners, for anything, you know, um, be yourself and, and be true to that. So um, I want to give you your flowers for, for doing that and being that person. Um, we need you. more people like you in, in our space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's, there's, you don't get repaid by being greedy. You don't get repaid by not doing the, the right thing. At the end of the day, if you if if you're helping the person that truly matters, which is that seller, then you're doing the right thing. Awesome, awesome, Tanner. You got anything for uh, young Miss Tabitha before we roll? No, I mean you're you're a rock star, and like Ashram said, there needs to be a lot more people like you. Or you're bubbly, you're smiling constantly, <laughs> and every time we see you on the Zoom calls, no matter what you're doing, you're in a good you know your spirit's always up, and so it's just you're an infectious energy, and I think there needs to be a lot more of that. So. Um, and also well, congratulations you. to all your success. So you're, you're yes, awesome. you both as well. Thank you. I really thank appreciate you. it. This is fun. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, you know, you, you said, uh, and I just, I kind of want to go back to this just, just to put a, a, put a pin in it. You know, you said, um, you know, keep going. That, that was your word for wholesalers um, and, and your advice. You know, when, when, when folks are, you know, you said this is fun and, and it's not always fun, but this is fun. If, if you're a wholesaler and, and to the wholesalers that are out there struggling right now, you know, maybe they're six months in no deal, you know, whatever, you know, nine months in no deal or for, for the people that are two months in and freaking out because they don't have a deal. Um, what do you say to those people outside of keep going, you know, because everyone here is keep going, but that's hard mm -hmm. to hear when you're when, you know, when you feel defeated. Mm -hmm. what, what's your conversation like to, to those people? Yeah, I would, I, for me personally, like if I was able to converse with one of them, I would first ask like, well, what's, what's the process? Um, like, what are you doing that's different from everybody else? Are you putting in enough reps? Everybody thinks that they're doing enough and myself included. Sometimes I think I'm doing enough, but we can all do more. So it's, to me, it's like, did you make those phone calls today? When you, or did you give up because you didn't get anybody to answer mm. or did you reach your goals, but did you stop at your goal instead of making one or two more calls? I mm. think it's always going that extra mile. That's going to set you apart. So I would ask about your process. And then I would ask about, you know, your, your mentorship. Like this is not a business that you do by yourself. This so is true. some, you need a coach. You need somebody who's knowledgeable and not just, 
knowledgeable and like, hey, call me if you need a comp. I mean, like actually mentoring you because I 1000% would not be where I am without Astro community and of course, Jamil, but 100% the community because the whole community is the mentorship. It's not just Jamil. So that would be like my two, two things is really break down your processes. Are you doing really what you should be doing? And what type of mentorship do you have? I think that those are the two most important things to ask yourself. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, that's so powerful. And I know, you know, it seems like sometimes our podcasts are like a mini infomercial for, for Astro. Um, yeah. But, you know, this community has just been so damn impactful, you know, on all of us. And, you know, it, it almost, it, you know, it, if for the people that are on the outside, if they heard people talking about Astro, they'd probably say, is that a cult or something? Just because <laughs> of how happy we are, you know, in the community and how much we are all really do, you know, get along and, and support one yeah. another. Um, and the, the head uh, of the, of the community, you know, Jamil, he's a beast. He's a crazy entrepreneur. He's networked with everyone out there. Uh, he's just the guy. And so, you know, just to be able to get his mentorship for the price, you know, our, the investment oh that God. we pay, it seemed like a lot at first, but after being in it, I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Like, we get all this for life. Like that's incredible. So if, if there's anyone that does want info, um, I it was it got, gotastro.com um, is, is the URL that, that you can go to and, and learn more about it. But Tabitha, we want to send people your way as well. So um, how, can, how can people work with you? We, we know you're in Vegas, but mm -hmm. I, I see your phone numbers there. Um, but yep. for the, the listening audience, if you, if you want to read that out and then also just let people know uh, how they can get in touch with you and how they can send you deals. Yeah, for sure. So phone number is 610-297-5608. Um, that's the best way. Always text me first because I'm crazy busy. So if you, if I see a text and then we'll plan to hop on a call if we need to. Um, and then of course, Instagram is at Tabitha real estate. Those are the two best ways you can catch me. Awesome. And awesome. are you, uh, are you open to people sending you deals to help dispo or, or what are you willing to do? Oh, 100%. Uh, send me deals of anything in Vegas. We buyers are hungry. They're, they're back. So Send them my way. But even, I mean, if you just want to talk, if you need help, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm an open book. I have nothing to hide. And I'm, I'm happy to chat with anybody just about real estate. It's, it's fun. So yeah, reach out. Incredible. At Tabitha Real Estate, 610-297-5608. Tabitha, thank you so much for being on the Wholesale Elite Show. This has been thank fun. Thank you, guys. This hey, has been so are. fun. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. And guys, we want you, we want you and Tabitha's spot for the next one. So go out there and crush it and make it happen. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. What up, Elite fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.